Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about prepping your finances, getting your financial life in order. Turns out, if you make the decision and start early on, it's a hell of a lot better than trying to catch up at 50 or 60 or even 45. You know, 40 is better than 50, but 30 is better than 40. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, come into play with that, you know, personal debt, um, how to invest, should I invest? Is it wrong? You know, some people are scared of ever getting a loan. Oh, you know, I don't want to have a mortgage on my house. Well, you know, a mortgage can actually be a really useful tool mm-hmm. and it can actually make you a lot wealthier by, you know, embracing things like that. But to the wrong person who doesn't know what they're doing, uh-huh. it's, you know, playing with fire. It's kind of like, you know, matches. You know, they can fire can be great and an awesome tool, mm-hmm. and it can burn the motherfucker down. Yep. So, you know, that, that concerns me. Um, There are people like Dave Ramsey who are like, you know, straight conservative, and then there are people who, uh, like Robert Kiyosaki, the rich dad, poor dad guy, who, you know, are like leverage the world. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong because $10,000, you in the bank, and you can command, you know, $100,000, which mm-hmm. is pretty freaking cool. Um, but it's also risk, you know, it's everything you take, you know. I, I know, you know, as preppers, we're big on self-reliance and being our own man and not, you know, so... It's kind of taking all that into account. Now, obviously, we're not financial advisors. We're not accountants. We're not people who... uh, So, you know, we're just telling you our perspective and where we're coming from and how we approach our financial lives. And, you know, you shouldn't put all your faith in any one person. I know Mm -hmm. that. You know, And and we're not millionaires. Yeah, one piece of advice I'd recommend for everybody is stay away from those payday loans, man. You know, quite a few people. No, you don't got, like the payday loan. No, nah, the interest rate's so high, you're basically paying off the loan six or eight times before you uh, even get close to uh, knocking it out. Or, or maybe the uh, the rental centers. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, with the TV, you can finance for right. You, you know, end up I always, paying eight thousand dollars for I, a TV. I think we even talked about it. You know, people financing artwork. Yeah, need that picture on mm-hmm. my wall, and I'm going to make payments every month. They do it. I've seen it happen. I don't even understand it. Or, you know, who who finances an end table? <laughs> you know, I really need somewhere to set my beer. Yeah. You know? I don't get it. That that doesn't make any sense to me. Um now, mind you, I do a lot of work with one of the local uh renters, rental centers mm-hmm. and I do a lot of their repairs. And I gotta tell you, the people who work there are the nicest people. Mm-hmm. I love them. They're great. They're kind and and they can even sell it to you on why it makes sense. Because they're mm-hmm. like, well, you know, at least when you buy that TV from us that should cost $500 and you make payments and it costs $2,000, you're thinking you're getting ripped off because you're paying four times as much. But if you didn't buy it from us, you would end up putting it on your credit card and then you're just going to make the minimum payments. Right. And if and you can't pay make the payments, forever. you can just bring the TV back. Yeah, exactly. 
it's you know it gets old i i've heard tons of people are like yeah we had this party blew out the speakers and took them back and we're like yeah we don't want these anymore and they're Mm -hmm. like no problem so you know whatever teach his own Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'd that's stay not away from really, the rental centers. Not, not really what I wanted to talk about. So, like I said, there's good debt and there's bad debt. Mm-hmm. You know, you might want to, uh, you know, you can ease into the world, and you know, if you're getting into debt because you need a newer couch, you're making a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, you're borrowing money for a bigger TV. You're probably making a mistake. Right. Um, you know, that's but if it. you're if you're making payments on a car that gets you back and forth to work. And, you know, hey, that's, you know, it was, it was funny because I, I just had this discussion with one of my kids and in a way I was proud because I loved that he saw the obvious stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so his girlfriend is like, well, I have this old beater car and I'm going to go in and buy a $13,000 mm-hmm. car that's, you know, a whole lot more than what she had. Right. And the idea is... Now, one, her mom was able to help her out where I think she was basically getting a loan from mom mm-hmm. and making payments back to mom. So I think there was no interest. And honestly, the way the deal sounded, it didn't sound that bad at all, you know, mm-hmm. with what she was up against. But the idea is he was like, oh, you know, I don't like her getting into debt and making a commitment like that when her car works just fine. But I was like, you know, you got to understand you have a dad who can fix your car and deal with any problems that come up. It's her and her mom. And when something breaks, she's stuck on the side of the road and it's a thousand dollar repair. Uh-huh. And, you know, so for different people, the the solution, yeah, especially might be with different. girls, it's nice having something reliable, something reliable. You don't want them stuck in the middle of nowhere and whatever. And I mean, but that's the thing. My point is not that you should have a car loan. My point is, Some people, that risk is worth it because they don't have, you know, the benefits. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, maybe somebody who can't handle anything needs to have a little more in the bank to be prepared for when anything breaks, you know, that, that kind of stuff, you know, it all matters. Um, and I guess that's why we prepare one, you don't, maybe it's okay in your mind. You're like, Oh, I don't mind working until I'm 80. Mm -hmm. or doing whatever and that's okay but you don't want to have to work right till you're 80 but i don't know i guess that was my uh, opening monologue here Mm -hmm. what what are you thinking well i think the best thing to do is if at all possible stay debt free you know i like that um but really what you want to do is you want to simplify your it can be finances can get really confusing so you want to keep it as simple as possible you know, um, eliminate as much debt as possible. Uh, sometimes it's necessary, you know, but always be working towards being debt free. Don't spend money on un- unnecessary things like uh, eating out and, uh, you know, getting a flashy car, getting, you know, high end clothes, house, that sort of stuff. You know? Yeah. You don't need that sort of stuff. And, and paying the insane taxes that come with it, the property taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how much your home is an investment. Right. If you have New York property taxes or whatever. It's not much of an investment. You're not, you know, you're paying out the ass and, you know, it comes at a high price. Mm-hmm. So 
just be aware of what you're doing. Yeah. You know, if you're in a house for 15 years, but you're paying $8,000 a month in property taxes, mm-hmm. or sorry, I meant 8000 a year. Right. Don't get me wrong there. But 8000 a year in property taxes when you could have been okay. I mean, how many rooms in your house do you use? Mm-hmm. You could have been okay with a house that's 3000 a year property taxes. Right. You know, you got to really think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I say a lot of people say that you should... Uh... Pay pay everything with cash. That way you know how much is in your pocket. When it's gone, you stop spending. I do find that it hurts a lot more. When you're breaking out when those I 20s. When I break out those 20s. Yep. And, I mean, I actually been finding, and it's funny because if you have great self-discipline, you don't need to do little mental tricks like this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just take care of your business and be right. like, well, I'm not going to spend anything and whatever. But if you're like me, I find if I have, like, all hundreds in my pocket, then I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to break a hundred because right now I have five hundred in my pocket. But if I go and whip that out, then I'm gonna only have four. Yep. And you know, four maybe twenty bucks. It may be ten bucks to go to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But you're like, oh, I'm not gonna have five hundred bucks anymore. And you know, yep. once it's broken, and it's gone. Everybody knows that their fat ass can skip a meal or two, right? Especially when it's, I might use the $2 I have left to go hit the dollar menu, you know? Yeah, I remember when uh, McDonald's used to be five bucks, you could get a meal there. Uh, It's ten now, at least. Times is hard. I got it on the thruway, one of those thruway stops, $14. That hurts. It hurts, man. You know, maybe you start rolling your own uh, cigarettes, but, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever. Whatever you gotta do. Uh, Another way to keep things simplified is is consolidating your, your bank accounts. Okay. Um, a lot of people have different accounts, different loans. Um, you know, get all that stuff together at the same bank. Um, you might ne- not necessarily be able to get a home loan from your bank, but um, you know, if you can, check out the interest rates there. Yeah. You know, check everything out. Uh, if you have, you know, checking account for your your kid, same bank as you. Keep them all together in the same place. It'd be a lot easier to uh, keep track of everything. You know, you can just pop in there and get all your account balances at, at the same time. It's a lot easier just to keep things organized. Um, now, credit cards. Oh, credit cards uh, screw everybody. Like, I don't think I know anybody under thirty who hasn't doesn't have like credit card debt. Stay away from. Them. It's not bad to have a credit card for an emergency, but it's not. You don't want to have six or seven in your, in your wallet. I spent 20 years, I think, climbing out of credit card debt mm-hmm. and finally just, you know, overcame, you know, those obstacles. Not 100%, but managed to get where banks are like, yeah, I can just do a little personal loan at a nice interest rate. Mm-hmm. We can get that paid off in a short time and whatever. Right. And finally, you know, the home stretch of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, managed to have, you know. Yeah. It can creep you up on you. You get into trouble. You go mm-hmm. out to sea in the military and you come home and all your money's gone. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Easy go, easy go, right? <laughs> all right. Uh, how about cutting out unnecessary things? Um, no, I want to enjoy you, life. How often do you use the the gym membership you got? Now, if you do use it, don't you dare cut that out. Right. If you're going five days a week and you're hitting it like a man, mm-hmm. then I say hold on to that gym. Yeah, membership. I finally got the home gym worked out. 
got a pretty good. I like that. So you know, basement's uh, basement's my spot now. Go lift uh, nice. lift for for a couple uh, couple of minutes at the end of the day, half hour here and there. Um, the old lady likes it. She's staying on top of business, she finally got rid of her thirty dollar a month payments. Nice. Um, but you know, you go out to uh, go out to dinner, have a steak, a couple of beers. Next thing you know, that's a hundred bucks you just blew on dinner. I think you're getting a lot more alcohol than I am. Uh, possibly. <laughs> it's <laughs> usually very about, likely. about 50 bucks when I go out for a couple of steaks and a beer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey. Um, set financial goals. That's another uh, important thing to do. Keep your eye on the ball, you know? That's I, I, I just heard uh, another podcast or something that I was listening to. And the guy said... It's impossible to change something that you don't track. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he talked about weight loss. He said, you know, if you get on the scale every single day, it's not going to get away from you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be, you know, whatever. But the same thing, your financial goals. If you don't have a goal that once a week, once a month, once a day, you're going and checking on. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change. You're not going to achieve those goals. But if you're watching it, and every week you're like, oh, this is where I want to be. This is where I am. I guarantee you mentally you will make that shift that you will get a lot closer to that goal a lot faster than, you know. So Mm -hmm. tracking, which is what you're saying, you know, set goals and actually pay attention to it. Um, If you can go look at your bank account, or go over to the safe, or go wherever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that makes a big difference in your mind. Of you know, it, it's funny. One of my kids, I, I really I uh, pushed. You know, I'm like, you got to save your money. And I said, you're living at home for free. I'm paying for these. You know, paying for your car or whatever. And you need to. You know, I was paying his car insurance. Not uh-huh. you know. Not like I buy a kid a car. I'm not mm-hmm. crazy. I just, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, look, you're living at home for free. That means I get to make decisions for you mm-hmm. and half of your paychecks going in the bank, but instilling that in them, And he just kept, you know, putting it away, putting it away. Now mind you, not everybody can put half their paycheck away. I can't put half my paycheck in the bank. Right. I'm not saying that's what you should do, but he was in the position that he wasn't paying rent. And now he's 19 and he's buying his own house. Mm-hmm. And, but also I taught him to be a good saver. And like he went out and he was like, oh, look at that guy's got a cool new Jeep and I'd really like that. And I'm like, oh, here's one. You want to go buy it? And he's like, no, mm-hmm. no, nah, I like my money. I'm good. Yeah. And that's because. Like your money more than your learned, stuff. But it was because he's watching it every day. Mm-hmm. And he's like staring like, oh, yeah, now I have this much. Mm-hmm. And, oh, now I'm over five grand. Now mm-hmm. I'm over seven grand. You know, now, and just by having those goals and keep keep that as your focus, you get to a point where you're more excited looking at your bank account than you are looking at your stupid new toy. Mm-hmm. And, I'm not saying, I mean, you know what? Money's just money and it's not, doesn't have any real value mm-hmm. to us. I mean, obviously we can do things with it. We can buy cool shit with it, mm-hmm. but if you don't buy cool shit with it, it has no value, you know? Right. So I'm not saying you need to be obsessed or caught up with money. I'm saying if your goal 
is to be financially independent. If your goal is to, you know, achieve mm -hmm. a certain amount of money to be able to retire, to be able to do the things you want to do, then make that your excitement. Right. You know, look at it there. There were a lot of books over the years that I've been through that, you know, have really changed my thinking. And I think it's been a long ongoing you know, thing, um, over the years and, and different people. And, and I find I even go back to the same ones and kind of repeat over and over again. Um, I, I know early on, I, I, I actually, I think way back when I was in the Navy, I started listening to Dave Ramsey and he was about, you know, get out of debt, just be frugal. And he's like, you know what, if, Right now, all you can do is make your minimum payments and you feel like the world's crushing in on you, then okay, get another job. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, but I already work a lot. No, you want to get out of debt, you get another job and you work harder. Mm -hmm. What about all the crap you have? Sell off all your crap, mm -hmm. you know, get rid of anything. And you're like, oh, well, you know, all my stuff, I paid $10,000 for everything in, you know, in the room in front of me. And if I sell it, I'm going to get 700 And Dave Ramsey's attitude is, well, that's 700 more out of debt. Mm -hmm. And that gives you a little inch where you're pay not paying as much interest. Right. And you start getting out start of it. Start making you some know? progress. And I know that sucks and it's hard. And he talks about, well, you know, the tires on my car aren't really that safe. And they're kind of bald. And he's like, you know what? If they're not flat, you keep riding them until because you don't have the money for it. Mm-hmm. And you just keep going until you can get there. And I'm not, you know, that's not for everybody. That's one guy I'm I'm telling you about his philosophy. Right. Um, then I got really into, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, that rich dad, poor dad. And I read his book and everything's about, you know, leverage. And, you know, he'd talk about, oh, you know, I want 40 acres. And instead of saying, all right, I'm going to go to my bank account. I'm going to spend every penny I have and buy my 40 acres. Instead, I'm going to say, I have this much now, but what can I do that I can get that 40 acres? All right. Um, when I look, I go to the bank and, and I find out I can buy 40 acres, the hypothetical, for $80,000. Mm -hmm. And it turns out I can borrow $80,000 for, I have no idea, maybe 500 a month. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. So all I need to do is find a way to get $500 a month. Mm -hmm. And then you find, all right, what do I do to get 500 a month? And you find a way to pay for it before you buy it. Mm -hmm. Um, that was pretty much his philosophy. I learned a ton of things. He's a great guy. Learned a lot there. Then kind of got into that Napoleon Hill, who's kind of right. the, the father of it all. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was the how to win friends and influence. People, no, right? that's Dale Carnegie. Oh, okay. but we'll get right. to him too. But no, Napoleon Hill is thinking grow rich. Mm. And he's just, he is so much focused on the mental attitude, kind of that Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. um, you know, believe and achieve kind of thing. And really the mindset but again it's that tracking it it's you're focused on it every day right. it's i want to do this and not only do i want a million dollars but i want to have excuse me thousand dollars by the end of the month uh-huh i want to have you know whatever your goals are i want to have ten thousand within three months 
and I'm going to get there by providing this service. Um, you know, just laying out a clear plan and then putting action into your plan. Mm-hmm. And but rather, you know, making a decision is how you get there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you mentioned uh, Dale Carnegie that uh, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere along the way, I came across that, you know, in that same path. Mm-hmm. And it really that that book was uh, amazing on character and, and kind of changing who you are and mm-hmm. and really making you a better all around person. And I loved it. And it's great. Mm-hmm. And he actually has like a whole institute of, you know, higher learning. Oh, that does he? You can, I only uh, read the book. Go online. It's it's pretty cool. Um, another thing, Napoleon Hill has a, a, a book, an audio book that you can get. It's like seven bucks on iTunes called uh, The Magic Story. Mm-hmm. has The Magic Story and then I think The Richest the Man richest in man. Babylon. Yep. So they come together as a set. And I got to say, I listen to that at least five times a year. Mm-hmm. I throw that back in the iPod and it kind of just gets me back on track of, you know, all right, you got to focus on where you want to be and, and get yourself there. And again, we're not millionaires. We're not living proof. But also, we don't want to be slaves for the rest of our lives. But our goal isn't necessarily money. Right. It, you know, it depends what your goal is. What's your priority? Mm-hmm. But also... If if you go and tell me, well, you know, my priority is my family and I'm not all about money. But you know what? When you have money, you can spend more time with your family. Right. So, you know, there's a balance, but just the same. Don't discredit, you know, don't say, well, I love my family so much. I'm going to take them to Disney World. And, you know, I want my kids to have the latest game system. And I want, you know, and then you're just going to end up being a slave working for the rest of your life mm-hmm. to, and I don't mean, like I said, I don't mind that you want to work till you're 80. That's okay. But don't make it so that you're forced and you give all your time to work mm-hmm. until you're 80. You know, yeah. every minute of every day, you want to be able to spend time with your family and people you care about. So those are the general books. Um, mm-hmm. where, where are you thinking? Where are we heading here? Oh, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, I got I'd a little say, more. I'd but... say uh, do more of what brings in the most money. In a sense, uh, don't don't take three hours off your day so you can go home and mow your lawn when you could have paid the kid up the street $25 to do it. Uh, I've been Unless you make minimum wage, then... then I've been going through that this week. It's mm-hmm. been tough. I, uh, I'm cheap. Pay people we for what know. they do. You yeah, know what I mean? You know, you're right. You do what you do and pay people to do what they do. You're right all day on that. And I decided I wanted this, uh, um, I don't know, section in the back of my yard, you know, uh, leveled out, cleared up. And, uh, you know, I was going to set up like a nice patio picnic area. Mm-hmm. And man, if it wasn't me out there with a pick and a sledgehammer or something, breaking up rock, making big rocks into little rocks for probably about three months. Mm-hmm. And... And I cut down this giant tree, which I got to say, cutting down the tree, big win, saved a lot of money doing it myself. Part two, getting rid of the stump, not so much. Mm -hmm. Should I have just gone and rented a stump grinder? I would go with, yeah. Mm -hmm. Should I have gotten a big machine and done all this rock moving and whatever? 
Yeah, probably, yeah, because I wasted a lot of hours, a lot of sweat, and a lot of backache, mm-hmm. you know, doing it. And But, you know, we're all stubborn. You know, we're men. Yeah. And we do what we do, you know, and that's how it is sometimes. Mm-hmm. I've done the same sort of thing. Finally hired somebody uh, with a backhoe and yeah. it was done in 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Or you can spend a lifetime, you know. And and I do. I kind of feel stupid about that and whatever. But, you know, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So that said, now I wanted to talk a little bit about like investing and saving and all that. Now, the problem is a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'll get a... Uh, a um a financial planner and I'll go to my bank guy and that may be right if you find the right guy that actually can do amazing for you but a lot of guys are just all about collecting fees and depending how the market goes you know I mean a lot of people lose a lot of money in the market um I know a buddy of mine first 10 years I worked with him he's like yeah I'm killing it my financial guy's awesome I'm doing great. And then we get Obama and he's like, and it's going away. It goes away. And he goes, I put in, you know, 500 a month or whatever it is. And he goes, and the balance stays the same. It doesn't even go up 500 every month under Obama. You know, it just mm-hmm. kept throwing money at nothing. And you got to be careful of that. Um, and it's a very real possibility. Um, spread it around. Only invest what you're willing to lose. Yeah, and, and I gotta say, say, if you're young, there's nothing wrong with with playing the risky stocks. Nothing wrong with buying those marijuana stocks. But or if whatever you think is yeah, fun, and if you know, you're in your mid sixties, you need to slow it down, man. Focus on bonds and things like that that are more stable and have a have uh, a consistent. Bonds have pretty rate crappy growth. interest rates, though. But they're not going to go down. Yeah, I mean, I I like like maybe an S and P index fund. It's pretty safe, follows the market a little better than the NASDAQ. You know, you you do a little stronger. But again, that's something with extra money. You know, if you got a credit card that's charging you 23% interest, it doesn't do you any good to have debt on your credit card. And, oh, but I made 8% in the market that you didn't win. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not a winner in that game. Right. Um. Me, I'm big on uh, silver, gold, Those like safe the coins. Investments. No, I actually have like a box that's like a treasure chest. Don't tell everybody. And oh, it's nice because I go over and I like lift up the coins and You're drop them down. In it like Scrooge McDuck. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like, uh, what is that uh, Johnny Depp movie with the pirates? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like that guy. I'm like, yeah, look at me coins, you know? Mm-hmm. Lucky charms. I don't know what it is. But, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's kind of cool. But again, that's like the tracking. I get to look. I go over and I look and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a lot Let's of silver coins. There is there. now. Yeah, that looks mm-hmm. pretty good. And then, you know, I might Once slack you fill that chest up, you can dig a hole in the backyard and bury, bury it with a corpse. It. With the corpse, corpse I didn't even think yeah. about it. Yeah, you have to that's kill smart. somebody on, on top that of That only it. makes sense. And that's the thing. Like, you know, I'm going to draw a map, like an X, and, you know, so many paces from the tree with mm-hmm. the whatever. And, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be good. And maybe, you know what, I, I just read some Edgar Allan Poe story, and there was some kind of like you had to drop a string down. Do you recall this? No. 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 I don't know. They had like, I think he had a skull. 
and you had to drop a string with a coin or something through the eye socket. And that was going to land right where you needed to be for the for digging for treasure. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You see, I'm going to set up something like that. That's going to work out. <laughs> Some you sort guys of are all going to be jealous. Obstacle. Goonies. It, it's going to be Booty happening. traps. Now you're thinking, oh, that makes sense. I want to do something like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to get you saving. But that's the thing, too. But also, you know, I know Kevin said, oh, debt. And I agree with him on debt. But just the same, if you're going to leverage it. Now, if you're going to buy a property and you're going to turn around and renovate it and flip it for money. And and I'm not talking about like we see all these shows on TV, but you know what? That's something you can really do if you can do the work. Well, a lot of that stuff, you can just cut the grass and paint the walls. That's very true. Um, We actually, my kid who's, who's buying a house now, we found a house that basically a thousand dollars would make it so that the house would sell as a FHA home, mm-hmm. whereas right now it won't. And because it was a foreclosure, the bank's not willing to do any repairs. Right. So that eliminates three quarters of the market. Mm-hmm. So we go in, we cut the grass, we paint it like you're saying, and then there's a couple of things. There's some Outlet roof repairs, and, yep. some wiring. There's a jacuzzi that, believe it or not, the panels are off the side. And that was one of the big problems. They were mm-hmm. like, oh, we can't sell it FHA because there's all this exposed wiring and everything. So you just had to put so the panels I'll back. So I'll get some paneling and we'll throw it up on the sides and we'll be good to go. And that's, I mean, that's the kind of thing that, you know, it takes so little and you can get so much. So... Something like that, it's okay. Now, I'll put it this way to you. I've bought a lot of real estate in my life and buy a lot, a lot to me. I don't know. Most people, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I probably bought, you know, six houses in my life. And uh, maybe it's five. I don't know. But anyway, bottom line, out of all those houses, I do really well and I usually can turn a profit. Then I'm like, oh, look at I made all this money. Let me go play some stocks. Oh, now I don't have some money. So maybe having your repair guy pick your stocks, not such a good idea. (laughs) But maybe having the repair guy work on your house, that's a good move. You know, that that's that's you kind of need to know your abilities. Right. Um, I also thought, oh, you know, I really like cars. You know, I watch Fast and Furious movies and whatever, and I'm going to buy this car and I'm going to turn it around and turns out lose my ass. Mm -hmm. I think twice I've lost my ass on cars. One, I bought an awesome Camaro for five grand, had it for like five years, and then sold it for five grand. The 69 and I sold it for five grand, so right. I didn't win. Well, you actually you got to play with it. For I got five to years. play with it for five years, and I was a badass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, I remember that I had the the four twenty three. Was it four twenty seven? Yeah, twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah, badass. You, yeah, no, I remember you said, "Hey, you want to take a ride?" And I got in the seat in the driver's seat, and you said, "Just uh, so you know, the brakes and the steering aren't so great." 
Uh, you know, that's the, the two things you need for driving a fast car, man. Yeah, the, the go pedal, the go pedal, right? <laughs> so <just> can't stop <laughs> or turn away from a tree. With that, I bought. You know, I had a '68 Firebird. I bought for eight hundred, and I sold for eight hundred. You know, I, mm-hmm. I but things like I thought good things would happen, right? Um. Then I bought, I was like, well, you know, I'm tired of cars without air conditioning and power steering. And I buy this um, uh, Mitsubishi 3000 GT. Mm-hmm. All-wheel drive, 320-horse, six-cylinder, twin turbo, kicking ass, right? Turns out I spent about 3500 maybe on the car, maybe five grand fixing it up. And then sold it for like four grand or something. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't yeah, sound like that it one doesn't out. sound as good. And you know that's the thing because those were crap that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Real estate's what I know, right? And that's the thing. And I'm not saying, oh, well, you guys should all go do real estate because obviously that's where I went. No, maybe you're the guy who knows cars, right? And maybe you're the guy who can handle all that and do all the body work and can say, hey, you know. But I got to tell you too, every house I bought. I think I spent at least a year looking for a house. Right. You know, if I did it as an investment property. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't go, oh, I have money. I need to buy a house. No, I stare at every house and go, nah. And you know what? Honestly, if I was the guy, you know, on one of these house flipping t- TV shows, I'm sure I could have made money on a bunch that I passed on. But I only went for the ones that were a sure thing. Right. And I'm like, and, and, you know, so I'm sure I missed and, or they say, you know, I left a lot of money on the table Mm -hmm. because I didn't take advantage, but I didn't feel I was in a position that I could take the risk. Right. You know, so I made, I wait till, you know, all the cherries line up and then I, I go. And, and that's, that's what I think you guys need is, you know, just be a little patient. If you're going to get into debt, you're going to do something, make sure that, Spend some time and think about it. You know what you're doing. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. Now, I don't know. That's it. So you got your chest. Well, hang on. You got your chest full of silver. Yep. Maybe some gold coins too, whatever. I'm good with that. Don't keep uh, paper money in a house that's got a wood frame, man. It just doesn't make sense. Bury it in the woods if that's what you you got. Um, And and that's the thing too. You know, how much do you leave in the bank? You know, you got to think about that. Mm Mm-hmm. But, There's um, nothing wrong with unbanking. And and just, you know, be careful of the stock market. Again, if that's what you know, then I'm not faulting you. Go for it. You know, there's people I'm sure who can do the day trading and stuff. But also, you know, just the fact that you're not getting in debt and you're saving and you're putting money aside, that can be a big step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So just think about what you're doing. Um, I hate to say it. That's a part of being a prepper, man. Um just really taking care of your business mm-hmm. is part of prepping and right. ha- planning for your future. You know, you may not always be able to go out and hustle and chop down trees and whatever. Mm-hmm. And not, I'm not saying, oh, eventually you're going to get old. I'm saying, you know, you can break your leg. You can do anything. You know, crap happens. You know, one of the financial guys I always listen to is like, well, what happens if you have a heart attack tomorrow and the doctor says you can't go do the physical work you do? How are you going to make money? Mm-hmm. You know, you got to kind of have a backup plan. And 
obviously we're not planning for the worst and you know, whatever, but I'm just saying start to move in the right direction, you know, put things in order, get your house in order. That's part of planning. That's planning for the worst, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what prepping and, and what we do. But uh, sorry, I was cutting you off. Where are we going? No. Oh, I was. we were talking about investments, and I was yes. just looking into uh, black walnut trees. Now, tell me about these black walnut trees. I heard you mention them last week. Yep. Or the week before. I don't know. You were telling us about, uh, you know, how we can turn our property into gold. Tell right. me what we can do. Well, I was looking into it. They say, you know, black walnut trees produce walnuts, obviously. But uh, the wood is very valuable. Okay. The problem is black walnut is a slow-growth growth tree. All right. So let's say you get an, an acre. You plant a black walnut every 10 feet, 10 feet by 10 feet on a, in a, a grid. You can get 436 trees in an acre. All right. And 30 years of growth, they're about $5,000 per tree um. you can get off of that. So if you want a long-term retirement project... That might be it. And you got your back 40, and mm-hmm. it turns out you got an acre to spare. Yep. Back 41. I just got to order some walnuts. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it. I, I ran into a, a friend of mine who's uh, who does um, wood, you know, uh, yeah. firewood, basically. And uh, he had a garage full of slabs of black walnut that he was drying out, some gorgeous wood. But I mean, they use it for uh, you know for furniture basically right. because of the uh, the texture of the grain. But it's worth right. a whole lot of money. The problem is, thirty years is a long time. You have that kind of patience? I don't know. I'm I'm thirty five now. Might be might be time to do it. Well, I know as I planted my ginseng like five years ago. I don't even know. But did you ever even go looking for it? Yeah, why? It just grows. <laughs> it's out there making money for me. Uh huh. Dollars. We got to go dig some of this up next week. Now, I heard we had some kind of prepping badass. Uh, oh yeah, you found yeah. Yeah, you actually you came across something. Actually, I was out uh, with my son. Okay, and he started telling me about this guy, Simo Heha. He okay. was a, a, a Finnish soldier, and uh, when the Soviet Union invaded. In 1939, he uh, got his got his rifle and went out there to help out. Um, so he grabbed a couple of cans of cans of food, went out with his rifle, and uh, about twenty to forty below zero. That, that sounds like some cold weather. And he's sitting up in the trees, sitting up in the trees, and uh, started shooting Russians, dozens of them, dozens. And so they sent. Uh, they started calling him White Death, and uh, they say actually mounted whole missions to go out and kill him, and he killed all, all of them. So they That's hired. They got. They got snipers that focus on killing snipers, and he killed all of them. And I think they said his his total count was uh, seven hundred and five confirmed kills, and. Uh, Eventually got shot in the face with exploding rounds. But wait, I think you missed a step. I think they said, you know what? We're tired. Nobody's going to go out and fight this guy. And they carpet bombed the woods that this guy's hiding in. Yeah, I think he ended up with holes in his his coat. That was the damage they did to him. That's a badass Mm -hmm. right there. 
So they they shot him in the. Eventually, somebody got him, shot him in the face with an exploding round, and blew half of his his head off. All right. And uh, about two weeks later, he's back in business. Except the war ended the day before Duh. before he got out. You know, you so, just want to go kill one more. Right. You can you can look this guy up, and you can see his exploded face. Oh. You can see pictures of him. His name was, uh, I'm going to spell it out so that you guys can search him out if you want to. Simo, S-I-M-O, Hayha, H-A-Y-H-A. All right, I'm going to try and throw a link up on the uh, Facebook and see what I can do for you guys. All right, but... all right. Nope, not bad. Now, that's yeah, was... a badass. 720 guys? 751. And they carpet bomb you. Mm-hmm. They shoot you in the face, and you're like, no, no. <laughs> I don't think so. That that does sound like that might be the prepping badass of the year is what I yeah. think. Yeah, I think so. So. All right. Yeah, we're good. I think we're good. All right. So if you guys are enjoying the new mic setup, maybe head over to the iTunes. Mm-hmm. Leave us a review. Now, I only want to see positive reviews. Before, I think in the past, I was like, oh, just leave us a review. I don't care if it's good or bad. But, you know, I'm delicate. And I have feelings. You know, I'm You're just a, a man. You're a sensitive man. I'm just a man. So, you know, be gentle. But uh, otherwise, maybe uh, shoot us an email with some show yeah, ideas. Yeah, if you have hostile uh, opinions, you can email us directly. You can email us directly, and then I can email you back. See, that's the beauty of it. If you're a man, here I am. <laughs> you know, but you got to give me a chance. Yeah, but if you have ideas, definitely uh, let us know what you want to learn about or hear about. Or if you want to maybe support us. Maybe you're like, hey, you know, we really like those microphones. We do have a good, what what episode is this? 74, 75? 76, 77. We've put every episode out so far commercial free. Commercial free. That means you don't have to stop when you're driving and fast forward through 30 minutes of of Blue Apron or some other bullshit. Oh, Blue Apron, or maybe mm-hmm. your Casper mattress. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking about. Sherry's Berries, whatever, you know. You don't have to put up with that with our show. No, that's a no-go. Now, sure, next week, maybe, <laughs> but just focus on the 75. Right. You know? Commercial-free episodes. Commercial if you want to support us and keep it commercial-free, go to Patreon. Now, if you want to sign up and pay us to do commercials, we could also talk. Mm-hmm. Shoot us an email over <laughs> at theprepingbadass.com. Or preppingbadass at gmail.com sounds right. right. Anyway, with that, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>
Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.